What do wisps, confessors, and a fancy book have in common? All this and more coming up on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 28. Welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your friendly neighborhood host. Before we dive into the show, here's some randomly nerdy news you can use. News. First and most excitedly, we finally have word that season four of Winona Earp has started production and the series will return in 2020. I am so excited. Next, have you read the graphic novel series Paper Girls? If so, Amazon has ordered a full series centered around it. I haven't read it, but it sounds really intriguing. The series centers around four girls who become caught in the middle of a time travel war. I'll leave the link to the article in the show notes. Lastly, Disney has released a trailer for the new live-action version of Mulan. Sci-Fi Wire has a pretty interesting trailer breakdown for it. I must admit... I'm very wary of a live-action version of my favorite Disney movie from childhood. I am willing to reserve judgment until I see it, though. How can Mulan be Mulan without Mushu? We shall see. It does sound like it'll be much more like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style, and other war movies like that. I'll leave the link to the Sci-Fi Wire note article in the show notes. On with the show! Tonight's episode is all about The Legend of the Seeker. If you're unfamiliar with the series, you're in good company. Up until just a few weeks ago, I too hadn't heard of it either. I didn't watch it during during its initial run, likely because I was in college at the time and wasn't watching much TV. I'm not sure I would have liked it either at the time. More on that in a little bit. The Legend of the Seeker is loosely based on the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. I had not read that series, but I understand in my research that the TV series largely deviates from the original books, but I think that can be expected when it comes to an episodic series. The series follows Kaelin Amnel and the Seeker Richard Cipher, a wizard named Zed, and Kara, a moored Sith, as they travel their world protecting people from the tyranny and evil of Darkenral and the minions of the Keeper. The series was produced by the same people who made Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and Xena, Warrior Princess. Xena remains one of my favorite series of all time, so when I heard that, I wanted to give Legend of the Seeker a try. It, too, was filmed in New Zealand, like the others, and that made the scenery absolutely stunning. Legend of the Seeker is in no way near as fun, in my opinion, as Xena. Really, the beauty of the scenery was one of the strongest characters in the whole series. I'm glad I watched it, but I also became quite infuriated half the time as well. I wanted to punch the Seeker in the throat most of the time. He was so annoying to me, constantly overacting and yelling and just overly dramatic. (laughs) Some critics praised his acting, but I just don't see it. 
The strongest actor in the whole series, in my opinion, was Bridget Reagan. Also, why was the Seeker always so gross and shiny and panting? He couldn't just be normal half the time. His voice grated on me, and, ugh, I just disliked him so much, almost through the entire series. In the end of season two, he got to be a little less annoying, but I feel that wasn't quite enough to redeem him, in my opinion. Despite me disliking the lead character, I loved Kaylin and Kara. They were well-acted, compelling characters full of strength and depth. I found myself wanting to carry on because of them, and wanting to know what their stories were and where they went. I often skipped ahead to their scenes when the episode got too tedious. Much of Kaylin's story is intertwined with Richard Cipher, the Seeker, but I found her to be incredibly complex all on her own, apart from him. I know in the book that they fall in love, as they do in the series, but I found myself wanting her to fall in love with someone else. That's an excellent segue for us to dive into talking about Kaylin, since we've already started on her, and then we'll talk about Kara. Kaylin Amnell is played by Bridget Regan. She's an American actress you may recognize from series such as Jane the Virgin. She plays Rose or Sin Rostro on that series. Dottie Underwood in Agent Carter, or most recently she's been on The Last Ship playing Sasha Cooper. I love her in Jane the Virgin. Anywho, Kaylin in Legend of the Seeker is a confessor. A confessor is part of an ancient order of women who seek truth. She can tell when people are lying, and she can force people to confess, confess their truth to her. She can also, just by her touch, bring people under her control in order to command them. This is handy in war because it can turn the tide and force people to attack their own troops. It's also handy in adding people to their party temporarily. Kaylin's strength is in her generous, kind heart and in her compassion. She seeks light and truth everywhere, and she has a desire to protect the underdog. This makes her a good match and an equal to the Seeker. She's seen in several episodes protecting children, her friends, and strangers alike. Kaylin also has an interesting duality to her. In one episode, she's split into two, and so you see both her compassionate side and her ruthless seeker of truth side. It's a really interesting episode. Kaylin has incredible fighting skills. She can handle her own in battles without any help, and with her confession skill, she can turn the tide of a battle quickly, as I mentioned before. She usually carries dual daggers and appears to have really strong martial art skills. It drives me crazy when Richard tries to protect her because she's completely capable of taking care of herself. In fact, there are many times that Kaylin saves the Seeker's life when he gets into trouble due to his ridiculous whims and impulsivity. Can, can you tell that I don't really like the Seeker? I know it's supposed to be about him, but... Yeah, anyway. In Season 1, Episode 11, you see Kaylin doubt herself and her abilities as a confessor for the first time. It was a pretty powerful episode. She confesses someone who is subsequently put to death. She finds out after he dies that his memories were implanted and he was an innocent person. 
Richard tries to urge her to let Zed take away the memory of what she had done. Kaylin says, quote, What I did really happened. I'm not as infallible as I thought I was, and it cost a man's life. I don't ever want to forget that. Close quote. She knows and understands the importance of memory when we make a mistake or a sidestep. It's the memory of the mistake that helps us make a different decision in the future. Something incredibly interesting about Kaylin's character is that while she has compassion for most living creatures, I'd say she, other than the Mord Sith, has less compassion for enemies than anyone else in the series. This allows her to do what is necessary to further the cause of truth and protect others from the wrath of Dark and Rawl. She also has a powerful steadiness that is nice to see in a female character. She's not ruled by her emotions, and she does not completely push them away either. She finds that there is a nice balance between the two, a power in harnessing both of them for good. Kaylin's powers are derived from love, and the series constantly talks about how love is the strongest kind of magic. Are you hearing the Beatles, all you need is love, do, 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 in your heads right now? No? Me neither. <clears throat> anyway. Kaylin proves that hatred cannot rule, and how important emotions like love, empathy, kindness, and compassion are. Her friendship, her love of Kara, in spite of what Kara did to her sisters, is powerful in the TV series, and I understand it's equally powerful in the books. They have an incredibly strong chemistry in the series, and I think they cast these two women very well. A lot of people shipped Kara and Kaylin together. You can find numerous fan vids about those on YouTube. I love their friendship hardcore. Side note, in my research into the books, apparently Kara is tall and blonde with ice blue eyes, and she's nearly the height of Kaylin. Kaylin is supposed to have green eyes with brown hair, and she's also tall. The TV series casts them nearly perfectly. The minor deviations are that Bridget Regan, Kaylin, has piercing blue eyes instead of green. Not quite as piercing as Katie Lott's, but I digress. <laughs> And Kara's hair is supposed to be in a long braid, but she has much shorter hair in a lot of the series simply because her sisters cut her hair off, but you'll have to watch for that in the series. They're both tall women. Kara um, is 5'8", and Kaylin is 5'9", so they got that darn close. Anyway, that was an interesting side adventure. All right, let's get back to the characters. I think that's a good place for us to dive into Kara Mason. She's probably my favorite character on the whole series, and she has the most complex, evolving character, too. She's also super badass. Kara is a moored Sith. This is an order of dominatrix-like women who are created by torturing young girls and women until they break, and all emotion and kindness leave them. They're ruthless and can, quote, train almost anyone. They're trained to ignore pain. They use these devices called agiles to retrain other people. The agiles cause pain to those who wield them as much as to those they use them against. 
Therefore, the Mord Sith are trained to ignore it. The Mord Sith also believe that feelings like love, remorse, etc. make people weak, and feelings like pride, vengeance, make them strong. No matter how complex the feelings about Kara's past are, I don't know if we can necessarily judge her actions after being trained as a Mord Sith. On one hand, she still had agency to choose her actions and her path. On the other hand, she was just a child when she was taken, and she didn't have a chance to grow up and choose a different path. Her path was chosen for her. Do we consider that someone's past when judging their actions? It's a super complex moral dilemma, I think, for sure. When Kara joins the series, it became so much more engaging. She breathed new life into the series. She's also often the comic relief in the series. In my opinion, she made the series ten times better and definitely worth finishing. That's for sure. Kara has so many incredibly fascinating traits. I love what a unique person she is. She's confident in her womanhood, and she's not afraid to use her feminine wiles to get what she wants. She doesn't follow blind authority well either, which is not a stellar trait for a Mord Sith, but it makes her such an unpredictable one. She mocks authority on a number of occasions, even ultimately helping Richard kill Dark and Rall. When Kara and Kaelin take on jerk faces, their fight scenes are epic. Season 2, Episode 8, has likely my favorite fight in the whole series. They're bickering back and forth, the two of them, and suddenly Kara shoves her out of the way of an incoming arrow. Kara has this incredible ability to sense flying projectiles and saves Kaelin from them in a number of occasions. And the scenes are always these freaking brilliant slow-mo shots. In Season 2, Episode 10, Kara even turns a throwing star around mid-air and shoots it back at the thrower. She's got mad skills and powers, that's for sure. The friendship between Kara and Kaelin is complex. At the beginning, Kaelin hates Kara and vows to kill her if she'll ever see her again. She even says she could never forgive Kara for what she did. But you see her feelings for Kara soften as season two progresses, and by the end, she has all the feels for her. Kaelin eventually takes her under her wing, so to speak, and encourages her to become a better person. She believes that no, that no one is beyond the reach of love and redemption. She begins, Kara begins, to soften and to express the emotions she believed made her weak before. When a temporary new seeker is named, Kara clearly fancies him. Leo challenges her, and Kara in turn warms up to him. I love that she challenges him right back as well. She breaks any social constraints about women being meek and submissive. She takes charge of her own destiny, even with him. Kara's story is one of ultimate redemption, and it also proves the strength she possesses. In episode 12 of season 2, she's willing to die in order for an innocent person to live, which is not something you could say very often about a Mord Sith, 
The episode shows how much Kara has changed and how her heart and the good left in her soul are allowed to grow when nurtured by the compassion of Kaylin, Richard, and Zed. I often think of her a little bit like the Grinch who stole Christmas, where her heart keeps growing ten sizes in each episode. I absolutely love in Season 2, Episode 16, um, Kaylin and Kara are stuck in a tomb without much oxygen. She tells Kaylin how much she cares about her. There's no one a Mord Sith is supposed to hate more than a confessor, after all. She was raised to hate her, but she doesn't at all. And she doesn't want to die without telling Kaylin how much she cares about her and that she thinks of her as a friend. Kaylin, in turn, says the same thing, showing that she has forgiven Kara for what she did. Their friendship is awesome, and this was such a powerful, well-played scene in the series. There is so much more complexity to these awesome two leading ladies, but I'll leave that up to you to explore, gentle listeners. If you're looking for something to fill that adventure-filled, magic-loving, cheesy center of your heart, look no further than Legend of the Seeker. That brings us to the recommendations for this episode. If Legend of the Seeker isn't my obvious recommendation, here it is now. You can watch it currently. The whole series is on the ABC website. You can watch it for free there. Um, And I don't think it's on anywhere else, but you can purchase it from like iTunes or um, one of those other streaming platforms like Amazon. I'll also recommend Xena Warrior Princess in the same vein. And that fun and cheesy series, Relic Hunter from Canada, if you're looking for something to, that's in the same realm as this. Now to the question of the episode. What are your thoughts about the way they ended Legend of the Seeker? What about Kara's fate? I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Tweet them to us at Lasers Lockets, or join us on our Discord. The link is in the show notes. And that'll do it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, let's hope you stay on the good side of the Mother Confessor and see the wisdom in befriending a Mord Sith. Your cool factor is about to go way, way up with all that red leather and confidence. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right.